Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in UCLA. I am your host, Travis. And today we're going to talk about UCLA's uh, big weekend, undefeated weekend, still undefeated in the Pac-12, number five ranked in the country, UCLA men's basketball, um, 15-2 and two. <laughs> UCLA uh, men's team. We're going to talk about the wins over Utah and Colorado, uh, two hard-fought games versus two uh, very good teams. Uh, Utah, before they played UCLA, was uh, number two in the conference, and they were doing well with wins over such as Arizona. And like I said, they've, they've had some good wins this year. Um, they were 12-4 and four coming into this weekend, and basically what happened was they they well, they didn't have their, their, their best player, uh, Brendan Carlson, their seven-foot guy who was averaging about 16 points and seven rebounds, or 16 and eight, and he didn't play against UCLA. And he played against SC, but they just lost against SC anyway. But we don't have to get into that. But what we are going to get into is the game against UCLA uh, in Utah. And also what we're getting to a little bit, we'll go into a little bit of a preview of the big weekend that's coming up, the big road, the first True, true road test for UCLA since probably the Baylor and Illinois games, even though they were neutral sites um, for UCLA all season. Because uh, uh, well, then, like I said, they played they played in Maryland, and that was a big test. But this is it, it's, it's Arizona is different. We all know that Arizona is different. <laughs> um, it's just a different animal there, a different beast. Um, and even Arizona State gets rowdy and gets crazy. We both saw last year uh, when Arizona State beat UCLA in Arizona State. So they have a tough, tough weekend coming up uh, with those two teams. But like I said, first we'll review the Utah game, and I was at that game, and the Colorado game, and I watched that one on TV. (laughs) But I just felt that the Utah game – you know, since their center didn't play, was a it's an easy game. I wouldn't say they they struggled. It was tight in the beginning, but you know they led thirty one to twenty two at the half. Uh, you, you see how their defense is starting to play really, really well. Um, I thought that Boa is just starting to really, really step up the game. I realized that he's really stepping up his game, and he's really just like gotten so much better. And I'm just like, man, it's it's crazy. Like I said, like he's he's it's since you know he's basically saying um, he's just been a monster, you know. Like from what I've seen, he's just been a complete monster as far as just blocking shots, rebounding, dunking the basketball, uh, finishing around the basket, you know, just controlling the paint. Um, and I, what I've seen is just. He, I, when I saw him in the beginning, I thought, okay, you know, he'll be good, but I'm not sure how it goes, but we'll see. Um, but now that I see him, I'm like, man, you know, he, he, you know, he might, he might go pro. He might go pro, you know, after this year, (laughs) 
So, like I said, he played really well uh, this game, had 15 points, eight rebounds, had some nice blocks, uh, you know, played really well. What they did was uh, they double-teamed Jaime. Every time he would dribble off the, off the bounce, every time he would catch in the post, they would double-team him. It was like they were going to make everybody else beat them. Uh, Utah. This is Utah's game plan. Uh, they were like, we're going to make somebody else besides Jaime beat us. And I thought that Tiger finally played well. Not finally. He'd been, he'd been playing okay, but he finally shot a little bit better. Uh, he was 7 for 14 from the field. Three for six from the three had, you know, seven assists and 17 points. And I thought that he played better. You know, it's one of those better games of the season. I thought 17 and seven assists. Um, like I said, Boy had 15 points, eight rebounds. And, and Clark pitched in with 11 points, five rebounds. So I really think that, you know, it was just a great game for UCLA. Second half, it was uh, kind of the same thing. UCLA had a 10-point second half. That's why they ended up winning by 20, and the final score being 49. UCLA 68, uh, Utah 49. They actually held Utah to, you know, 31%, 31% three-pointers. It was 6 for 19, and they didn't really shoot well from the field as well. They only shot 36% from the field. And I definitely felt, like I said, UCLA played really well defensively this game. Um, shut them down, you know. Like I said, both both halves, you know, they didn't really score a lot. And and, and when you and when you're missing, you know, your center uh, <clears throat> was averaging, you know, sixteen points and you know seventeen points and eight rebounds, or what you know, whatever the case is it's a situation where you're not going to score a lot. You can't just replace that. Like, it's just simple that no, the offense runs through him. So they scored Utah scored 22 in the first half and just 27 in the second. And you see UCLA scored 31 and 37. Like I said, it was a good game. I thought that Jaime, uh, you know, didn't force things, but you know, he knew that he was having a bad game. So what did he do? He did every. He does a typical Jaime game. Has twelve rebounds. Has, you know, five assists. Um, you know, or six assists rather. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, just plays great defense. It just, and I just think that like he, you know, like he's like, okay, you're gonna double team me, fine. You know, other guys are gonna hit, and so I just thought that it was just a really, really, really solid game for UCLA, and. Definitely, you know, something that they could build on. Um, and everybody thought that that was going to be the tough game, you know, because Utah was second. They had a good team. You know, they beat Arizona already. Um, now, did everybody know that their best player, uh, Carlson, would be out? No. But the fact that they still played hard, they still played together, a little bit of a sloppy game. I thought that um, UCLA. You know, a little bit sloppy, but they still had 21 turn, twenty-one assists and, you know, 40 rebounds. Uh, you know, they out-rebounded. They out-rebounded uh, Utah by, like, 14 in that game. And, you know, they didn't really shoot well from the three-point line either. They was only, you know, 30, you know, seven, you know, 38%, 7 for 18. So it's not terrible, but it's not great. 
but they did shoot almost 50% from the field, about 49%, you know, 29 for 60. So almost basically 50% from the field, you know, and like I said, they just, you said they do what they do. They just grind you out. They're a grinding team. Like coach has them in a grind mode. And I just love the fact that they're in a grind mode as a team. They can beat you in the up tempo. They can beat you on the half court. They have finishers. Uh, Bo is uh, really controlling the paint with his shot blocking and his rebounding. Jaime's doing what Jaime do. Uh, Clark is doing what he do. And like I said, they're, they're starting to gel. Even without Amari Bailey, which is their starter, which is their other guy who averages double figures, but he hasn't played in the last couple of games. So they're starting Singleton. And Singleton is, is just doing what a senior does. Comes in, tries to hit shots when he can. You know, he was three for seven from the field, over three from the three, which is shocking to me. I'm always shocked when Singleton misses threes. Um, but yeah, I thought that, you know, he just, he just, you know, like he doesn't make mistakes because he's a senior. Seniors just know how to play, usually. Uh, usually knows how to play. Like I said, he just does his role. He's not really trying to do too much. He just shoots it, rebounds, plays defense. This is the coach, period. And that's what I really appreciate about Singleton's game. He knows what he is. He doesn't try to do too much. He's not out there trying to dribble between legs behind the back, make assists or dunks or whatever the case is. He's just definitely, you know, plays his game and plays his role. And like I say, UCLA goes on to the victory, you know, 68 to 49. Now, to the game that everybody thought would be a close one, but really – uh, they thought that the Utah game would be closer. This was the game. This was the game. You know, with UCLA and Colorado. You know, Colorado basically outplayed UCLA in big spurts of the game. You know, Colorado it was led by KJ Sampson, who had 17 points. But, you know, they in reality, like they they really, you know, outplayed UCLA. They were up you know, nine, 10 points in the second half. You know, they were obviously led by KJ, you know, when he was 17, Ruffin had 11. And I can tell you why this game was such a rough game. It was really hard because what, what, uh, what Colorado has is height and size, right? Now, Lawson Lovering, uh, hopefully I'm saying your name right, seven foot one center uh, for Colorado. He played a game. He mucked up the game. And that's what Colorado did. They mucked up the game. If, if the game was played as the weather was, as it was rainy, <laughs> it was a rainy game. It was really, really, really just a tough game to watch. You know, at points, you know, UCLA was down. Uh, they were down nine points uh, with, you know, they were down 39 to 31 with 12, 12, 55 left in the game. They were down 44 to 35 with 11 or with 11 minutes left in the game or 41 to 33. I'm sorry. And they were down 44 to 35. Like I said, they had to go on a huge run. Because if they didn't go on this huge run against Colorado, they would have lost. I mean, yeah, like I said, uh, seven foot was just mucking up. And like I said, they made Jaime. Jaime had a a tremendous game. A tremendous game for him. He had 23 points, 13 rebounds. 
but he played 39 minutes. And I just think that, like, you know, like they had to really go through him. Uh, Coach Cronin really didn't play anybody off the bench. So, I mean, he played, you know, four or five guys. But in reality, he played his starters, you know, besides Boa, everybody played over 35 minutes. You know, Tiger played 37, Singleton played 36, Clark played 36, and I played 39. His big four played basically the whole game. And the only people that was getting rotated, like I said, Boa and everybody, like he was the only one, you know, David Andrews played 10 minutes, but everybody else wasn't playing, you know? Like they, I think that, you know, this is just me, like they need Bailey just for the rotational factor um, because you can't depend on the starters to play so much minutes. You can't depend on how many playing 39 minutes in a game. You will wear him out. You know, he needs to play about in between 30 and 33 minutes you know, if you're going to keep him out there even that long. You know, if you want to keep Jaime out there, I get it. The offense kind of runs through Jaime, you know, and that's what they do. But, like, the problem, like I said, is you need he needs a rest so he can be able to finish. He needs to be able to finish games. And, you know, that's the main thing. He needs to be able to finish games. And you know, not be exhausted at the end of the game. Like, if you're exhausted in the game, you can't finish down the stretch, you know. I thought, like I said, like, you know, he, the four that he plays, he plays a ton of minutes. Now, I thought that Singleton really didn't have a good game. He was two for nine from the field, uh, over six from the three. He's not been shooting well lately. Uh, he was over nine in his last two games from the three, and Singleton's, like, leading the Pac-12 in shooting, three-point shooting. Uh, I thought Clark played really good. Clark played, you know, Jalen Clark played really good at 18 points, eight rebounds. This is a typical Clark game. Rebounding, still scoring, uh, hit a couple threes. Like I said, him and Jaime really played good. Boa played, I thought, you know, Jaime had, you know, four blocks. Uh, I thought Boa played really good even though he scored that much. Only had nine points, five rebounds, but it was in 24 minutes. Also had five blocks. Um I thought he played really well controlling the middle of the game. But like I said, Colorado, they mucked up the game. You know, they was leading at halftime, 31-28. And like I you know, like they were up 44-35 with 10 minutes or so to go. And what UCLA did was they did a press starting at about 12 minutes of the game. Uh, and they went on a 17-0 run. So they were down almost double digits and they went down from down double digits to up about, about, about six, eight points. Now, obviously they end up winning by, you know, 14, but they were down. And that was just amazing. You know, like a 17 0 run where you can't, they, they couldn't score Colorado. The bucket became, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it when the, the bucket is too small where nothing can fit in it. And that's literally what happened. They couldn't score. And you see, they start pressing and start getting turnovers and turnovers and turnovers. They spit, they sped the game up. Because, like I said, Colorado kept it muck. They try to muck it up. I really feel like the situation with that game was like maybe you said they kind of took it for granted in a way. Colorado played really good in that first half and really good in spurts in the second. But you said when you said they had to turn it on and win, they won. And that's what you got to do in conference play you got to just get w's you got to keep stacking them up you can never lose at home 
and you split on the road, you know, and that's how you become the number one seed and things like that uh, in the tournament, in the Pac-12 tournament, not in the, just the overall tournament. But yeah, I think I said that UCLA was going to win about 27 games this year in the beginning of the year when we went through the list of games. They're 15-2 now. I think they can win 30 games. 30 games, maybe more, maybe 31. Because I think that, let's just say they win all their home games and they go, you know, maybe five and two on the road or something, you know, that puts them easily, you know, at 14 and 14 and two uh, in the Pac-12 or whatever the case is. And then you're the number one seed in the tournament. You win a couple games there. Let's just say you lose the Arizona championship. I still think there'd be a one seed because of their resume. They'd have wins over Maryland. They've had wins over Kentucky. They have wins over USC. They have wins over hopefully Arizona. You know, they would have wins and they would be, you know, like right now, Joe Bellardi has them as two. I think they can move up to a one if they continue to win like the way they're winning. Like I said, they, they are one 13 in a row and they are playing well. They are playing well extremely well i definitely i'm excited to see what happens this weekend but i would say this huge weekend huge 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 weekend you know are coming up um but yeah that'll be it you know like i said ucla wins 64 you know 60 68 54 wins up ends up on about 14 points and then they really play well like i said they played as well in spurts but like i said conference plays that's how conference play is you know, and now we're going to talk, we're going to preview this huge weekend, which they play Arizona in Arizona State. Now, UCLA cannot overlook Arizona State because Arizona State is 15 and three. And they are an athletic team led by Coach uh, Coach Hurley. You know, and they are a great, great team. They have a bunch of guys who score in the double figures. They have about five guys who scores like 12 points and in, in below. They got Brad, you know, Bradley's the Bradley's the one, and you know, Cambridge Jr. You know, they have Horn, they have Collins, and then K, you know, like I said, Cambridge. So they have five guys who average double figures. They have another guy who's averaging about eight, nine points a game. So they they don't have a main guy where you can shut down. They have a bunch of guys who can do a lot of things. So I'm I'm really curious to see what happens with them. I think they they've you know they played Arizona pretty good, Arizona State. They're you know young, athletic, and you know Bobby Hurley, Coach Hurley, always have them play hard. You know they have, they also have wins over Michigan and Georgia. You know and and like I said, they they they, they they're a good team. They're a good team. They only lost to Arizona State by by nine. Or Arizona lost to Arizona. I'm sorry. They lost to Arizona State lost to Arizona by nine. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, in this game. Because like I said, it's a trap game. Always the trap game. It's going to be on TV. And last year this time, remember, they lost to Arizona State. Now, I just hope that, you know, UCLA isn't looking ahead to the big matchup, obviously, with Arizona. With number 11 Arizona on, on Saturday. Um, let's hope that they can focus and really, really knuckle down because like if they can win these two this weekend, and they can put a stranglehold on the Pac-12. Period. Stranglehold. 
because Arizona lost to Oregon last week. It was 11 upsets last weekend. And you, luckily, UCLA almost was one of them. I'm glad they wasn't. You know, I think that, you know, this year, UCLA has a chance to win the Pac-12. They can beat Arizona. Arizona already has a couple losses in the conference, you know, and when that loss to Oregon in Oregon and then losing to Utah. So they're already two up on them because UCLA hasn't lost. So, you know, to go into, you know, like let's say they, which they will, they will win Thursday. They'd be 16-2 going to the big showdown against Arizona, number 11th ranked Arizona, who was led by their big men. They're two big men. Uh, I don't want to butcher his name, but uh, Azilas <laughs> Zompas, you know, from uh, Latvia, 6'11 juniors, averaging 20 points, nine rebounds. So he is doing his thing. Left-handed score is being a thorn in UCLA side. And the center, who is averaging 16.9 rebounds, is Omir Balo. And so they're huge inside, and they are well, they are super athletic, as Arizona always usually is, and just a great, great team. You know, uh, I think that it's going to be a hell of a game, you know, for UCLA to win both those games in Arizona because I would tell you this, speaking as a former Bruin, it is hard to just sweep that weekend. That weekend is probably the hardest weekend to sweep, you know, just to be honest. That is the hardest weekend to sweep. You know, Arizona is 15-3. Arizona State is 15-3. UCLA – 16 and two. So it's going to be just two hard fought games this weekend. You know, it's going to just basically show, I think it's going to show UCLA how good they really are. And it's going to show Arizona how good they really are. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, like I said, you can't, UCLA, what UCLA can't do is let it be close because the reps will not let them win in Arizona if it's close. <laughs> so, um, UCLA has to get out to an early lead against Arizona. They have to get an early lead against Arizona State and just shut down the crowd immediately and keep it keep it low. Don't turn the ball over. Don't let Arizona get transition. Help inside. Make them shoot threes from out, outside and rebound. Like Arizona's huge. They're huge inside. Basically, with 6'11 and 7-footer inside. And who the leading scorer is averaging 36 points and 18 rebounds. You know, so that's what they have to do. Make other people beat them, not those big men. Jaime is going to have a heck of a job, and so is Boa. He can't get in the foul show for this game because they're going to need him against Arizona, against Balo. They're going to need him. The big man, this is a game about big men. This game is about big men. Now, Arizona State is a little different, but this game against Arizona is about big men, period. Make the guards beat you. Make Kirk Kleza and all those guys. And by the way, uh, shout out to Kirk Kleza because you know what? I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> you know, I played with his father. I played with his father overseas. I used to hold Kirk Kleza as a baby. <laughs> so that's that goes to show you how old I am and how long I've been playing. I used to hold him as a baby. And now... You know, he's a junior in college. It's just it's just hilarious to me. It just make, it makes me so funny um, that I used to hold him as a baby. You know, now he's, you know, junior in college playing, playing for Arizona. 
So sidebar, <laughs> sidebar for that. Um, and so, like I said, I think that this is a huge weekend coming for UCLA uh, men's uh, basketball. Um, and I'm just super excited to talk about, you know, talk about, you know, the men's basketball team because they are having one of those great, great seasons. And, you know, the funny thing is like the last game I went to against Utah, Ben Holland was there and some other former players of his. So now it's always interesting to see like, you know, this team is having like one of those Ben Holland years. And I want to give a special shout out to UCLA women's team. They are 15 and three and ranked number nine in the country. Now they, they lost to Stanford, you know, but that's okay. Um, I'm so proud of them, like for and what they're doing. You know, I want to say that they they are really, really killing it. You know, so I'm gonna get into them a little bit later. But obviously, just to let you know, they're led by uh, I can't even say her name, uh, Car Car Carmisha Carmisha Osborne. She you know about 17 points, seven rebounds. You know. She is doing her thing. And like I said, special shout out to UCLA women basketball. I salute you. Um, and keep, keep, keep grinding. Like I said, keep doing your things. <laughs> but uh, that was pretty much it for the show. We'll next week we'll go, we'll go over what happened uh from the big weekend, you know, uh, starting this Thursday, uh UCLA versus Arizona State. And then you, the big one on Saturday, UCLA versus Arizona. So let's hope that, you know, our Bruins can go 2-0 and continue being undefeated in the Pac-12. And like I said, showing the country that they're one of the best teams in the country. Because I think, you know, UCLA is one of the best teams in the country. Their schedule has been brutal. You know, they paid Baylor, Illinois, Kentucky, Maryland, you know. And, you know, USC, they, they Oregon, they've beaten They've beaten a lot of great teams, you know, and they played a brutal schedule. So I, I think this is one of Nick Turner's best coaching jobs. So imagine you lose your, you know, your top five all-NBA future freshman, you know, signature phenom, freshman phenom for like four or five games in a row, but yet you're still winning. Um, There's not a lot of coaches that can handle that. Not a lot of coaches that can handle that. So I'm just, you know, this is just one of those great times to be a Bruin basketball fan and both men's and women's because they're both in the top 10. And, you know, like I said, this is something special this year. I feel like it's going to be something special this year because there's no dominant teams in men. There's no, I mean, you, uh, Houston's good. Uh, Alabama's good, but I don't think there's any dominant, like you could say, like this team is just better, you know, than UCLA. I don't see that. Um, but like I said, uh, you can follow me at at Travis W. Reed on Instagram. I'll post, I'll be posting this, you know, this week, probably to, uh, Wednesday, right before the game is on Thursday. Uh, Travis W. Reed on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook as well. I have all my social media. I post all my social media about the, all the shows I have, the athlete's journey, uh, also he said, she said all on the, all on the, uh, net, uh, believe network and also all on my social media page. So follow me. Like I said, thank you fans for uh, listening. Continue to listen. 
we're going to keep going. You know, we might add somebody. We might not. We'll see. Uh, just trying to see by you fans how you respond to the show. So, like I said, thank you. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.